For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back, Wisco Fanatics fans. Uh, this week on the show, we are going to talk Packers versus Bears. We're going to do that preview for you. Got a lot of good stuff. Tyler and I cooked up some good stats. We are going to cover the past week of games for the Milwaukee Bucks and what to look forward to with them. And we're also going to look forward to the Badgers basketball. We're going to recap their game against Marquette and their upcoming schedule. They have a couple conference games and then some non-conference before we really start the Big Ten schedule. So with that being said, we are going to talk Packers and Bears. <coughs> All right. All right, so looking at the, the Packers offense. Cold, yeah. Not a little one. It sucks. <laughs> um, looking at the Packers versus the Bears. Um, looking at the Packers offense versus the Bears defense. A um, couple things I want to throw out. Um, Bakhtiari's not going to play, so that's already a done deal. Um, Aaron Rodgers, probably not going to practice at all. And he will play, so that's how that's going to go. And then other than that, I mean, the Packers are almost healthy on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Randall Cobb's questionable. Um, yep. and then we still don't have any news on, on Josh Myers when he's going to be back. So, um, yep. what are you looking at for the Packers offense versus the bears defense? Well, the bears defense is actually pretty decent this year. I mean, they, they've given up points. Um, they given up a lot more points than we're used to them giving up. So they're, they're giving up 23.9 and rush yards are giving up 120. So AJ Dillon and, um, Aaron Jones are going to be massive this week, especially uh, A.J. Dillon, I think. I think we're going to continue the, the mold from the last couple of weeks. They're going to allow Aaron Jones to get healthier as the playoffs come up, and they're just going to hand the ball off to the, the big fella. Um, talking about that, I actually have a pretty cool stat on both of those running backs that I wanted to, to give out here. Uh, Aaron Jones needs 138 total yards to get to 1,000 total yards from scrimmages here, and Tyler's prediction of 65 catches is still in play. Um, he has 39 catches this year, so if he goes back to his old Aaron Jones self, I could see him putting up those 65 catches. He needs to average about five a game for the rest of the yeah. year. Um, A.J. Dillon is aiming for his fifth game in a row with at least 90, 90 scrimmage yards. So he's catching the ball, he's running the ball, and these are these are you know tough grinded out games that we're doing. Bad weather, offensive line backups. Like We're going against some good defenses the last couple of weeks, mm. so he's really, you know, Making a name for himself, I'd say. Uh, as far as the the Bears' defense, uh, Mario Edwards Jr. and Akeem Hicks are both listed as questionable for the game. Akeem Hicks, I'm really looking looking at because that could really be a big difference. We'll do that. They have a, a suspect run defense the way it is. So if they they already don't have Mac, so if they lose Akeem Hicks, yep. that's something that could really really change this game. What's going on, James? How you doing, buddy? <clears throat> All right, so for me, um, I think the honestly the recipe of success is to basically do the same thing you did. Um, 
the last time they played the Bears. It's going to be, you know, doing the, the quick throws, the pre-snap motion to kind of just slow down their pass rush really any way you can. Um, I think I saw the Bears are third in the league in sacks, actually. Um, so just trying to slow down that, that pass rush any way you can, especially with, you know, the um, the puzzle piece offensive line that they have now with Elton Jenkins being out. Um, we're going to see more of the A.J. Dillon complimented by Aaron Jones instead of vice versa while they still ramp up Aaron Jones back to fully healthy. You don't want to mess around with knee sprains, especially when Aaron Jones only missed one week. Um, having the bye definitely helps. I was really, really surprised to see him back for the Rams game to yeah. see him play the week before the bye. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just a, a testament to how how well these professional athletes keep themselves in shape, honestly. Um, it's, it's crazy. Same with Rashawn Gary. He only missed one game with a hyperextended elbow. That's, yeah, that's, that's just crazy. I mean, that one's more crazy <laughs> to me, to be completely honest with you. Like he, I really thought he, <laughs> he broke that thing into pieces the way he was rolling yeah. around on the ground, man. So, yeah, that, that was, was weird. Um, one other comment I had in the offense is, did you see what Aaron Rodgers said today? I did, but I'm Rob Rob Demosky, Rob Demosky, uh, shared the shared the quote that um, you know I'm just gonna pull up the quote because it was too. It's I don't want to I don't want to misquote it, so I'm just gonna pull it up because it was funny. Um, Yes, I got it right here. Um, Rogers talking about his "I still own you" comment. He said, um, "He said it was to Bears fans and doesn't know if he'll hear it from players on Sunday." He said, "At some point, it will be what I said will be used against me, but I have no regrets for saying what I said, and I honestly, obviously think the record speaks for itself." So Jake actually has some interesting stats about Aaron Rodgers when it comes to playing against the Bears and playing on Sunday night. So I'll let Jake dish oh. that out. Okay. So the first couple are going to be kind of just Packers versus Bears overall, and then I'll, I'll dive into the Aaron Rodgers ones. Um, the Packers have won five straight versus Chicago, and 10 of the last 11. So it's the oldest rivalry uh, in the league. Uh, as you see James comment, says, what's up, guys, oldest rivalry in the league next week. We know the history of it, but the Packers have really been dominant, you know, for a while now. Uh, the Bears haven't won at Lambeau Field since 2015. That was the Brett Favre enshrinement night. So that was, to be honest with you, the way Brett Favre left us, I felt like he kind of deserved it at that point. But it is what it is. Um, the Packers are also 0-2 after a bye under Matt LaFleur. So all these wins in a row, all this dominance by the Packers, it's very one-sided. And then you have a stat where the Packers are 0-2 winless in the last two years under LaFleur. So with that, you pair that stat with one of Tyler's stats last week, and that is that the Packers are undefeated in the month of December under Matt LaFleur. So it's like, something's got to give here. Is Matt LaFleur going to get his first loss in December? Are they going to finally get a win after the bye? So, I mean, we got all that. So then we get to Aaron Rodgers, right? So I also have a Sunday night football stat on Aaron Rodgers because this game is going to be Sunday night. Um, Rodgers, 13 starts at home versus Chicago. He has 32 touchdowns and four interceptions with a 110 rating. He whoops their ass. He likes the Bears. When he sees the Bears in the schedule, he owns them. He really does. So, Rodgers on Sunday Night Football, this is just the past four Sunday Night Football games that he's had. Um, this is an individual stat. Um, 13 touchdowns, one interception, a 129.7 rating. That is an average, by the way, which is insane. He is looking for his fifth straight Sunday night football game with at least two touchdown passes and a 120 rating. Those are all just crazy numbers. 
We're throwing a high touchdown, low interception. Yeah, James, <laughs> I mean. Yep, it's true. James, James just made a comment. He put in quotes. He said, all my life, I fucking own you. And then he wrote LOL after it. And it's like, as a Packers fan, that feels amazing to see that and know that that's a quote that's out there on the internet because now we can share that with Bears fans whenever we want, right? <laughs> Bears fans, they just hide whenever they see that quote. Like, oh, wait till Rodgers sees, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, Dude, that's the thing that I say. Every, every time that comes up, the thing I always say is you have to cheer for the Packers to suck because the Bears can't ever be good. That's the same with the Vikings and the Lions. Like, you have to, you have to actively hope that our team gets worse because you can't hope for yours to get better. Do you know what I'm really getting sick of, dude? Like, this is this is real me, real quick. I'm getting really sick and tired of Vikings fans. You know, whenever I poke, like, I was poking at them, right, for losing to the Lions, because that's hilarious. Mm. How do you lose to the Lions? You're the first one, right? And they're just like, well, we were good enough to beat the Packers. I'm like, this is why we say that's your Super Bowl. This yeah. is exactly why we say that. Because yep. you have to bring that game up. Okay, listen. It's the same with the Saints fans too, James, by the way. So we could be like, ha, ha, you lost to so-and-so, 36-13. to You're like, yeah, but we beat the Packers. All right, good talk. We're 9-3 to now. So what are you? Not uh, Barely in, not in the playoffs? Okay, congratulations. Well, I'm glad that we helped you not make the playoffs. That's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, dude, focus That's... on the topic at hand. <clears throat> it's the same thing when Bears Bears fans, Vikings fans, Lions fans, and they say, oh, I can't wait to watch the Packers choke in the NFC Championship game again. Okay, when your team's at home on the couch? Yeah. I and, mean, yeah, it sucks losing okay. in the playoffs. It's heartbreaking, but I would much rather be watching Packer games into January than, like, Christmas being, like, the last thing to look forward to, and then you're like, oh, yeah, we have one more game, and then, you know, we're done until next year. Well, now Chicago fans this year have a false belief in the bull in the in the in the Bulls. So yeah, they're gonna believe that the Bulls are actually something. We have to wait like a month yet to talk about that. Sucks. The 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 Bucks don't play the Bulls until like the end of January. Like who the hell made that schedule? For real, and we only play them three times. I thought you played every division opponent. Which is weird because that's I guess not. Yeah, that's weird. I actually have a stat about the the Central Division that I'll give you when we talk about the Bucks. So yeah, I have a. I have some good stats in the Bucks too. And the Bucks, you know, when when we get there, we're not stressing about the Bucks right now. They're dominating. They're doing what they got to do. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He said I had to listen. Okay, James said I had to listen to Falcons and Panthers fans say that the last four years, haha, y'all can't win in the playoffs. Well, their team is at home, not the Bucks fans, because they just came back recently. That's true. We know exactly how you feel, man, because Bears. They made the playoffs last year, but did they really make the playoffs? That was basically like a free win for the Saints last year, let's be honest. Didn't the Bears lose into the playoffs? I think Didn't they did. Didn't they only get in because somebody else lost? I think so. And then and then they they played that Nickelodeon game, and then they didn't score until like... That's like, right, dude. They didn't I score until like 30 seconds that. into the game, yeah. <laughs> so they're on Nickelodeon. That's so, that's so appropriate. All the Bears games should be on Nickelodeon. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Dude, you're getting smacked around by the Saints, dude. It was bad. Uh, Justin Fields probably still watches Nickelodeon. Probably, dude. He's a young little <laughs> baby. And, you know, uh-huh. Bears fans get all salty when we, we say stuff. And some yeah, I know. I thought that, too. That was weird, James. Um, I remember that. He won the N- NVP. It's like the Nickelodeon valuable player yeah. or whatever. But, uh... <laughs> should, stand for, should stand for not valuable player. <laughs> not very... Yeah, whatever. 
Um, I almost got inappropriate there. Bears fans get all emotional when we talk about Justin Fields. Uh, talking about Fields, uh, Nagy said he's, that he's going to be starting this week. So yeah, He's their, like, fifth consecutive savior. Yeah, and it's like they get mad because, you know, I was in discussions and debates and stuff, and I was talking about rookie quarterbacks, and what I said was, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is just better. Like, I think he's way better. I think he, mm-hmm. he can throw on time. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's mm-hmm. still got speed. He's not as fast. Right. He doesn't have to be because he can throw the ball better, you know? Right. And they always get mad, and they're like, Ooh, what about now? What about now? Dude, are you comparing? Dude, the Bears team compared to the Jaguars team <coughs> is like the Packers against the Bears. It's not close. The Bears would wash the Jaguars, let's be honest. The Bears' oh, yeah. talent is much better than the Jaguars. Especially on defense. Oh, 100%. So it's like, why why are you guys even comparing it? And then they're like, oh, give it a year. Give it a year. Let him see, let's see what he's like without Nagy. But they don't want to give the same respect to Trevor Lawrence, who's stuck over there with, you know, Grandpa trying to have sex with these 19-year-old girls. I'm sure. like, that's a it's mess just, over there. I mean, the, the other thing that Bears fans do with, with Justin Fields when you say, you know, he's not good is, oh, what about Jordan Love? It's like you're comparing your starting quarterback to our backup? It's sad. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They do do that. And they're like, oh, when Love starts, we're going to give you crap. Okay. Well, we've had two great quarterbacks in a row. We've seen our team win a Super Bowl in our lifetime. So congratulations <laughs> on that. Because every person I talked to not born before 1985. I know that for a fact. It is what it is, man. I, I love Bears Week. Uh, I'm actually going to be at the game. This will be my second straight game. Um, nice. I'm There's going to be an opportunity for me to meet uh, Badgers, a couple of Badgers football players. So I'm pretty excited yeah, about do that. that. I'm, I'm going to try that. to. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I'm going to try to hook up with them, get a photo, uh, see if I can get an autograph, maybe because Brett Lyons looks get, like he's be a, the real deal. And <clears throat> give me a Kim or a DK. I'll see if I can. I'll try. I'll try, buddy. Um, but yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Going to be fun. It's going to be cold though. Um, but we'll get there in a second here. All right, so <clears throat> a couple of things that I want to throw out there before we talk about the Packers' defense and the Bears' offense. Um, Packers are fifth in time of possession, and this goes yeah. to like the Packers' running game, um, and it's really a testament to A.J. Dillon. So he's mm-hmm. he's been so effective. I mean, Jake already mentioned he's going for what is now his sixth consecutive game of 90 fifth. scrimmage yards. Fifth. Okay, so he's got four, so he's going for his fifth. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> Chicago is 23rd in time of possession. So that's that's how the Packers are going to win this game. <laughs> Packers are going to run the ball. They're going to have long, sustained drives, similar to what they did with the Rams for a while. They had a couple, like, six-minute drives, so they're going to look to to sustain drives and, and keep, keep the clock going. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, James said he said, I'm not going to lie, I'd rather the NFL go back to a 16 playoff from each conference. The second seed deserves a bye as well. Um, hey, man. Honestly, you if you want the top Bobby two, said. yeah. The, you heard what Ricky Bobby said. You ain't first, you're last, buddy. That's how it works. Yeah, and I mean, in, you know, in, I mean, in college football, NBA, MLB, it's really there's really no buys anywhere else. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so it's... I mean, Major League Baseball does a weird thing where they do the three-game playoff for the first series, which still is weird to me, but that's a discussion for another time, and that's something that they're going to be – baseball is going to be discussing in their 
um, during their lockout. But that's a whole another discussion. I would say baseball's got a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and they're dealing with the worst commissioner in professional sports, so that's yeah, that's going to be rough for them. Um, yeah. The other one more thing I want to mention before we switch to the Packers defense is the Packers. They're doing okay. So I, I've talked a lot about uh, third downs with the Packers. Packers are up to 11th in the NFL uh, on third downs, and Chicago, 29th. Do you know why that is? Because they suck. Well, for the Bears, <laughs> yes. And this is <laughs> laugh so hard. Oh, he made a donkey laugh so hard into a cold. So this is great. the reason when we're watching the games and I'm teaching my stepson and I'm teaching my girlfriend and they always get mad at the two-yard runs, you need to run the ball. You absolutely mm-hmm. need to run the ball. It, it's, I don't care if it's a two-yard run, two plays in a row. You have to establish that physicality. It doesn't matter. If you run the ball two times, say you get two yards or four yards, you just put yourself in a manageable third-down position. Yep. You can run the ball again. You can pass the ball. You can go deep if you want. Like There's a lot of things that you can do, and you have to run the ball. That's why we needed to pay Aaron Jones. Yes, there's still Packers fans out there that believe that we should not have paid Aaron Jones, which is absolutely yeah, which is, ridiculous to me. And I've said it before; I believe he's the third best dual threat running back in the NFL. And yeah, up I, until this this season, I mean, he's been pretty durable as well. So yeah. <clears throat> I have really, honestly, no complaints about Aaron Jones, especially when you add in the fact that he's gotten really good at being a, a blocker. He's done some great blocks this year on guys coming through. Um, You know, that was one of the things that Jamal Williams was a specialist in, and Aaron Jones has done a really, really, really good job at getting better at that. Well, then you add in um, that he's the nominee for the Packers for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. So that's that's pretty awesome. I mean, all (laughs) Packers fans know that if you follow, you know what kind of guy, how he carries himself. I mean, He's a fun-loving guy wearing the sombrero and the sunglasses, but he was raised by a military family. So he's very respectful, says sir and ma'am, and he's just a great overall individual. So he's definitely a guy, if you are one of those parents that thinks that mm. you know athletes are role models, Aaron Jones Aaron is Jones one for your kid is, yes. to follow. Absolutely. That's what I would say. Not every athlete <clears throat> is a role model, but some are. That's how I, yes. that's how I would answer that. That question. So, to your point of needing those two and four yard runs, uh, I pulled it up. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon both average four point two yards per carry. Don't now, if you get four yards every play, that's a first down every time. That's a third and two every possession. You know, third and two every every set of downs, and you're converting every time. So, use the run to set up the pass. And honestly, what what that's going to do is, I know there's a lot of. Um, speculation as to what's going to happen after this season. I think now the the attention has turned a little bit more from Aaron Rodgers to Russell Wilson because the Seahawks are in a much worse position than the Packers are. Um, so mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's more likely that Russell Wilson ends up on a new team next year than Aaron Rodgers. And what this can do is setting up the run game before you set up the passing game with Aaron Rodgers, whereas in the Mike McCarthy era, it was absolutely the other way around. Is this this is something that could extend Aaron Rodgers' career? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> looking at these two young backs, Aaron Jones is locked up for the next four years. AJ Dillon's going to be locked up for the next three years. You know, that's that's something that could really extend Aaron Rodgers' career. And we could, you know, end up talking about, you know, not having Jordan Love as a starting quarterback until, 
you know, 2026. And that's if the Packers even decide to keep him after his rookie contract, if Rodgers plays that long. So yeah. you know, using this, using this running game to set up this passing game and how well it's working. And then, you know, you get into my love for play action. I mean, I talk about that, but yeah. um, <laughs> it's your favorite play, bro. <laughs> I, I love play action, dude. I like it's uh-huh. it's because I think I love it so much because Rogers is so good at throwing on the run that like if you play action and you bootleg Rogers out, like he's gonna find whoever's open and it's gonna hit him right here. Well, I mean, you, you take into account that Rogers' ball placement is literally second to none, and like you said, he's oh, throwing on absolutely. the run, and now you're giving him an extra second to dissect the defense mm-hmm. when he rolls out. It mm-hmm. shit, it just makes sense. It makes too much sense. And I mean, opinion. like honestly, he's not. He's not slow. Like he's not. You know, he's not blowing anybody away with his speed. Like he's not gonna. I be don't as fast know. As Ask Jalen. Ask Jalen. He hit with Jaylen. the pump fake though. I don't care. He still beat his ass in the corner. <laughs> he's thirty-seven years old. Damn it. 30, Thirty-eight now. Thirty-eight yeah, now. Still, yeah, yeah. We just celebrated both Aaron's birthdays and Giannis's birthday, but we're gonna talk yep. about Giannis's birthday too. Um, we are. But now let's let's flip it over. Let's talk about the Packers' defense versus the Bears' offense. Um, we've talked a little bit about Justin Fields, but um, you really, you really haven't nailed down with with Matt Nagy and uh, the Bears' passing offense. All right, here we go. Here's my favorite stat of the week that I found because this one is hilarious. <laughs> you should make this your stat so, of the week for Friday. That would be funny. I think I think I will. <laughs> okay, so the Bears are averaging 173.8. They're not even averaging 180 pass yards a game. That's terrible. That is absolutely dead last in the NFL. Compared to Sid Luckman, who was the quarterback for the Bears in 1943 to 1947, he was aver- Sid Luckman teams were averaging 189.5 pass yards per game. So Matt Nagy's passing offense in 2021 is literally less efficient than the Bears passing offense in the 1940s. How bad is that? Oh, that's awesome. That- is god awful dude i mean that's that's my favorite stat so far on the show how, how do you how do you come back from that seriously there's no way Nagy makes it past this year there's was absolutely it, no way was he hired as an offensive coach yeah he was the offensive coordinator on the chiefs dude <laughs> yeah and you know you've they've i mean they've never figured out their offensive line situation but they've put talent never. on that team like justin fields talent. Like Justin Fields yep. is solid, you know. All we heard from Bears fans about was all good that Cole Komet's going to be and that he's going to be better than Tunyon, which wasn't going to be the case. But I mean, Allen Robinson is arguably a top fifteen receiver when he's healthy, which he practiced limited. Um, David Montgomery is a really good running back; he really is. The Bears are actually a pretty yes. good running game. They average like one hundred twenty five rushing yards per game. Um, yep. David Montgomery didn't practice today, though, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. That'll be something uh, the Bears are going to really need if they have any hopes of winning this game. But, sure. I mean, <laughs> Chicago is 30th in the NFL in points per game. Yep. And the Packers are 5th in points allowed on defense. The Packers are literally top 10 in all major categories. Total, pass yards, rush yards, and points. Those are my major four. That's what I look at. Now this, we, we, we talked about this a little bit today in one of our group chats about um, <clears throat> about Gudikins potentially being the GM of the year. And I yep. said that the hiring of Joe Barry should be something that's in consideration when you talk about who should win GM of the year because I, I really believe it's going to be between uh, the Packers and the Patriots for that award. 
and the hiring of Joe Barry and how improved this defense has been. You know, when you throw in the improvement of a guy like Dean Lowry and the additions of Devondre Campbell and Eric Stokes and Rasul Douglas, and you know, Chris Barnes is getting better the last couple of weeks. I mean, the way that they've sustained pass rush with guys being hurt. I mean, Zadarius has played one game this year, right? He's yeah, one he played game, like right? 15 snaps. Yeah, he yeah. played 15 snaps. So Rashawn Gary missed a game, and obviously that game we really could have used him. Um, I mean, yep. Preston Smith has been helpful this year. He's due to get a bonus if he keeps playing the way that he is. I mean, you know, Kenny Clark is just an absolute monster. I mean, you know, Joel Berry deserves a lot of credit. And, you know, credit to Gudikins for going out and getting him as the defensive coordinator. So I think that's something that's uh, that really should um, kind of boost um, Gudikins's you know, claim to, you know, potentially win the GM of the year award. I 100% agree with everything that you said. So there is one other stat that I looked at um, that I thought was very good uh, for the Packers. Um, I mean, the Packers are in the middle of the road. I did average yards per play, and this is just for the offenses, not for the defense. The Packers are averaging 5.7 yards per play on offense. That's pretty normal. You stay ahead of the sticks, you're good to go, right? Mm -hmm. They're 15. Mm -hmm. The Bears are under 5 yards. They're only at 4.9. If you're only getting four yards per play, that's terrible. They're 29th in the NFL. If you look at any stat for the Bears on offense, they're bottom third. And they're damn near 30th in almost every offensive stat. So, so it's, it's basically like their rushing the Bears, offense is the only thing holding them. If forward. they have a chance to... Yeah. Yeah, they run the ball, they run the ball, and then they run the ball a little bit more than on top of that. So, I mean, if the Bears have any chance of winning this game... The Packers are going to need to turn the ball over, which they don't do. They're going to need to run the ball down our throat, which, if you look, very hard to do this year. The Packers' run defense is tough. And especially when the Packers are going to be scoring at an elite pace and dragging out these drives, mm-hmm. you're going to have limited drives in this game. It's going to be tough. I just there's, there's not a way I see the Bears winning this game. The Packers are just better in every element. And it is what it is. I'm sorry, Chicago. All right. So the last thing we're going to mention this that pertains to the defense is Jair Alexander has been designated to return from IR, which means he has three weeks to be added to the active roster. He's not going to play this week. Even if he practices all week, it's probably going to be limited practice, but he's nope. not playing against the Bears. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> You're so, a big guy. Yeah, I'm here. Um, if if you had to pick one game where you thought that Jair Alexander was going to be back, what game do you think it would be? <sighs> well, we got the Ravens next week. Yep, and then Cleveland, Minnesota, Detroit. Then Cleveland. Um, if he's not back by the Minnesota game, I don't know if he'll be back this year. But he has I to be back think, by that game. They got three weeks, so he's yep. Minnesota yeah, would be the weeks. last game. Yeah. So I, if he comes back to practice today, I think he's coming back next week. That's how I feel. I agree. He's not yeah. going to play this week. Hundred yep. percent not going to play. But 
Yep. He'll come back next week. That's how I feel. Yeah, the Baltimore game is the one that I'm looking at. Um, the last thing we heard on Zadarius is that uh, LaFleur and team doctors have agreed to have him play at least two games before the end of the season. So for Zadarius, we're looking at the Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. All right. Do okay. you have anything else Packers related before you want to throw out your score prediction? Uh, no, man, it's just going to be a bloodbath. That's how I feel. All right. Oh, let's, so, uh, let's get my score. Let's prediction. Get um, right. I took into account that the... Go ahead. you want my score prediction, right? Okay. So my score prediction, I took into account, um, how Aaron Rodgers has been on fire the last couple of games. Uh, last two games, he has 692 yards passing and six touchdowns, no interceptions. He looks to be getting back right back in the MVP. Uh, people are getting healthier. Um, with that being said, I have a blowout on the books. The Packers are favored by 12.5 points, which is absolutely insane to me. Um, the over-under for this game is 43.5. Uh, well, Tyler is gone real quick. Let me do this real quick. <clears throat> I was crushing myself to hopefully uh, take away some of our lag that we have here. Okay. So, um, the weather report for this game, I wanted to get in there before I, I gave my, my score prediction. Um, we are, if you're in Wisconsin, you know the weather. We got some snow coming uh, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. We're going to get in between three to nine inches and. We're going to have snow. And then this game is obviously a Sunday night game. So, you know, it's cold as a mother uh, uh, in Wisconsin at nighttime. So, the the weather is going to be 27 degrees, southwest winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour. So, you add that 3 to 9, say we get 9 inches of snow and 27 degrees, that's football weather, baby. We all watched it with the Patriots and the Bills on Monday night. It's not going to be, you know, windy like that, but it's going to be cold. And the hits hurt a little bit. You know what that reminds me of? Hopefully, A.J. Dillon. What's up? That's exactly what I was just going to say. The A.J. Dillon against the Tennessee Titans last year. Yep. Yep. That's what that's I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, All right. But my score good. prediction is 37, 37 to 10. That's my score All prediction. All right. We have the Bears scoring some amount of points. I have the Packers 30, 30 to 10. I do think they're really going to try to drag the game out, try to make those, you know, six, seven, eight-minute drives um, and okay. just try to – just try to control the time of possession. So I'm going to say 30 to 10. Um, James, don't worry. We got your bag. We'll, we'll destroy the Bears for you this week. <laughs> All right. You have anything else you want to say about the Packers before we talk about the Bucks? No, nah, man. Let's uh, let's talk some Bucks, baby. All right. Well, we had a, a pretty exciting game with the Bucks versus the Hornets last Wednesday. Um, exciting ending to that one. Um, what did you want to say about the Bucks and Hornets game? First of all, uh, Lomelo Ball is going to be a superstar. Uh, whether not just off of his play, but the NBA really wants him to be a superstar. So they they want a superstar over there down south on the East Coast, you know, down there in Charlotte, so they can kind of have a superstar all over the map. But this mm-hmm. kid's good, man. Uh, he's He's always had a, a great handle. He's always been a good passer, but his ability now to finish at the rim, and he made eight threes, which was his career high against us. Yeah. He had 36, 5, and 9. 
Um, he was kind of clowning us uh, early in the game. We were down 41 to 25 in the first quarter, so that was a little bit of a rough start. I got but, some. I got some interesting stats for you to go with that. So, yeah. <clears throat> the first quarter, the Hornets shot 17 threes in the first quarter. Yep, and they made 10 of them. Um, you know, you mentioned Lamelo ball balling out. He had his career high 36. Um, Kelly Oubre shot well, which was kind of weird because he shot like horrible all of last year. Uh, and then he finally had a good shooting game. Naturally, it happens against the Bucks because that just seems to be how it goes. But um, yeah. Kelly Oubre and Lamelo Ball combined were 13 of 26 on threes, so 50 percent between those two. And then those two combined with Bridges had 83 of their points. That's that's a, a big deal for their 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 main three guys there. Um, and that doesn't even, you know, add in Gordon Hayward, who is a pretty solid player. Um, but yes, I will let you continue now. The forty-one to twenty-five lead after the first quarter. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it was like I said, it was just a little bit of a rough start. But the Bucks—they have championship heart, championship pedigree, and and a big three. All, yeah. And when all three <laughs> big three, you knew what I was going to say. When all three yeah. of the big three play, the Bucks are eleven and all. They're undefeated. They have, people don't beat us. Um, I have stats I'll get into when we get to the last game. That is pretty interesting in my opinion. But, I mean, Giannis, he had 40 points. 40, 12, 9 assists. That's an absolute monster game. 40 points, including the game-winning layup, which was mm. not easy. That was a tough finish. And they had him coming downhill, which I thought Middleton was brilliant. Middleton talked about that, too. Middleton gave him credit for, for how tough that finish was to go, you know, to go under and then put the spin on the ball like that. Middleton gave him credit for that in the postgame. You don't you don't see a lot of a lot of six eleven seven foot guys doing that finish. I'll just say that to have that body control that long, like that's an elite advantage that he has. Um, Chris added twenty one six and five, and drew eleven four. Craziest game of all time, but he still played well. The Bucks made fourteen threes. They grabbed forty five rebounds. Twenty nine assists is what I really really like. That everybody's touching mm. the ball and moving, mm-hmm. staying active. So, uh, with all that being said, they came away with a win. So that's all that matters, man. So a couple things that I wanted to throw out there with this is uh, Giannis had the game winning layup, but Chris Middleton scored five points in the last minute of this game. Chris Middleton hit a three that gave him the lead at 123-122 and then made two free throws before Giannis got his game-winning layup. So to me, the Bucs have two closers. And that's that's scary for basically every other team in the league because, I mean, the Nets and the Lakers, when healthy, are the only other teams that I could really think of that have two closers. Yeah. So that's... That's league notice type stuff, especially with how well Drew's been playing the last couple weeks. I mean, the Bucks' big three is legit big three. Oh, 100%. Um, Jake already mentioned the rebounding. Um, the Bucks nine offensive rebounds to Charlotte's only three offensive rebounds. Um, and then I want to shout out Grayson Allen. He was three for five on threes, finished with 16 points and seven rebounds. If Grayson Allen can consistently get those rebounding numbers up, he gives all the effort on defense. He plays good defense most of the time. He's not as good a defender as Dante, but um, you know if if he keeps doing that, putting up those rebound numbers, like we really could dangle Dante out there as a potential trade bait. 
And there, there's some names. There's some names but, out there. No, I want to wait until the Bucks are at least rumored to be interested in before we talk. There, about I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to get my hopes up. Just saying, there's some names. <laughs> I know there's names. names. There's one name. I don't care about any other names. <laughs> one name out there. So, I tell you every time I see his name. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> so, last thing with this game. Um, DeMarcus Cousins made his Bucks debut after only one day of practice, um, which I think might be one of the reasons that he didn't play on Friday, in addition to the fact that it was a road game. Um, But, uh, you know, DeMarcus Cousins came in. He got seven points and four rebounds in 11 minutes. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was a good game from the Bucks to get that win, especially after being down 16 points in the first quarter. So, uh, yeah, that's a good come from behind win, and then um, we have to talk about this really sucky Raptors game. Yeah, so I tried to take the positive outlook on this. I mean, Mamu had a good game. I mean, Giannis didn't play in this game, so kind of sucked. He was a late scratch too, like like a half an mm-hmm. hour before the game. Yeah, they they lost to the Raptors, ninety seven ninety three, uh, ending their winning streak. Uh, Mamu had a good game though. That was the first person I wanted to point out. Uh, he had eight points and ten rebounds in twenty-three minutes. I thought he played pretty solid defense down there, and he cleaned up the board. So that's all we really asked for out of him. Uh, Chris Middleton, twenty-two, eight and two. Drew Holiday was the leading scorer at twenty-six. Uh, Bobby with a double-double, and something that was that we look for that we're used to seeing. I would say this year, uh, when Giannis doesn't play, is Pat Connaughton really get going. Uh, Connaughton only had seven shot attempts in this game, and he only made two of them. He was one of five from three-point line. God, he was like, so close on that last one. Too. I know, I know. And it was like oh. after all the scrambling, everything that happened, he finally gets a look in the corner, and I'm like, oh, it's Pat! And he I gets know. the ball, and I'm like, no! I wanted him to scratch it out, man. But, you know, at the end of the day, I like the fight in this team, man. Um the, Bu- the Bucks are just dominant, and they don't get talked about enough like they should. I understand the talk about the Warriors. I'll be completely honest. Steph mm-hmm. Curry's very close. He only needs 16 threes to break Ray Allen's record, by the way. Um, so probably happen in one game. Probably. <laughs> they play tonight. I forgot who they play tonight. Oh, they play, like, the Rockets or something like that. And then they play uh, the Hornets. No, they play Philly on Saturday, and then they play the Knicks. And I'm like, oh, God, please happen against the Knicks. That would be so legendary. <laughs> Um, but I wrote down the field goal percentages and the rebounds. You know, we tied for rebounds. Both teams had 47 rebounds. This is really where the game was won and lost for me. The Bucks had 16 assists and 13 turnovers. The Raptors had 20. Season, low, season yeah. low, 16 assists. The Raptors had 23 assists and 13 turnovers. So those extra assists is just extra people working and wanting it a little bit more, which kind of sucks, but... The Bucks just this is just a bad shooting game. It was so, honestly it was a really sloppy game oh, all yeah, around. Um, it was just a really sloppy game. Um, like a lot of the reserve guys were getting minutes. Um, guys not getting back on defense. Um, just the turn like you mentioned the turnovers. Um, Middleton started to get going in the second half. He just he doesn't get foul calls. No, I don't know if it's because people are are looking at him as a shooter or you know. He, when he drives to the basket, he just doesn't get foul calls. That he includes last year too. That includes last I, year. yeah, yeah. Um, it's it sucks. Um, but speaking of foul calls, Coach uh, Bud did actually win a challenge, so that's his second successful challenge on the year. Um, <laughs> and then um, 
you know, it, this would have been a nice game to have Dante. And, you know, we could have used him on Van Vliet. He had 26 of his 29 in the second half. Uh, that's, you know, just an unfortunate, you know, it's good for him, but bad for the Bucks, obviously. Um, there was I remember some, some really uh. questionable officiating in the second half at times. Um, I thought they missed two travels on Toronto, and then they called one on Bobby, which was basically the same thing. And then there was one play where um, one of the Toronto players had a hand in Bobby's back as he was going up for a rebound, and that didn't get called. But you know, I don't, I don't ever want to say you know the officiating cost you a game, but um, obviously it doesn't help. But what would have helped is if Pat would have made that three in the corner. You know, he talked talked about it after the game. He's like, you know, that's that's one I wish I could have back. He's like, you know, I've made tons of those. And, and he has. I mean, I talked about it last week. You know, going into this week, he was shooting 41% on threes. And we're going to talk about Pat Connaughton more when we talk about the next two games. Um, but just for, through the first three quarters, the Bucks were shooting 33.8%. That is rough. That is rough. You know, it's, you know, they cut the game close. They were getting their free throws. But, um, the last thing I wanted to mention with this game is Zora Stevenson was talking about it in between commercials um, about DeMarcus Cousins already having a, a positive impact in the huddle. Um, so that's something that if he's bringing, you know, I saw a lot of people when the Bucks were signing him, calling him a head case and stuff like that. And that's that's just a thing where I think that's kind of a, a thing that he had with being in Sacramento, honestly, and then a little bit in New Orleans. And part and of the reason young. that I <clears> – right. <clears throat> and I think part of that is being on bad teams. Winning fixes everything, baby. <laughs> I think that's... Hey, ask Russell Wilson. Ask him right now how he feels. That's all I'm saying, man. And, you know, I mean, people people did the same thing when we traded for Grayson Allen. They're like, you know, he's always oh, bad. He's terrible. He did this, this, and this. It's like, yep, yes, yep. he was. He was those things. But he's he's cleaned it up, and he's on the Bucks, and he fits perfectly. And I feel the same way about Demarcus Cousins. He said he's done bad things in the past. You know, he's, you know, he he gets hot once in a while. But I mean, that's that's competitive nature, honestly. Yeah. You know, if you want to talk about anybody who believes that they're among the best at what they do, they all have that killer mentality. They all do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not worried about Demarcus Cousins having a negative effect on chemistry or anything like that. And I think, as far as chemistry goes, I mean, they're it's all gonna it's all gonna work out. With everybody knows how likable of a guy Giannis is, and now as we move into the Miami Heat game, when the Bucks brought back Wesley Matthews, also who is another good chemistry guy, a guy who's familiar with the team. I mean, George Hill is back with the team after being here two years ago. I mean, this team is really, really tight knit, and I've no doubts that they're going to be welcoming in Demarcus Cousins and Bobby Portis. Already talked about loving what he brings to the team, so um, I see no. No reason not to think that DeMarcus Cousins can't be a, a good contributor to this team. Now, what we don't want to see with DeMarcus Cousins is anything more than 20 minutes a game until at least January. I saw a lot of people questioning why DeMarcus Cousins wasn't playing 30 minutes right away. It's like he's yeah, not. I saw that. I was he like, does. Brooke Lopez doesn't play 20 minutes when he's fully healthy, and he's been here for four years. <laughs> man, oh, man. <laughs> like, Brooke Lopez usually only plays 25 to 28 minutes, and you want to bring yeah. a guy who's coming off of consecutive leg injuries to for play 30 real. minutes after a week with the team? 
Not even? Right. Right. And it's not like he's a small guy. Not like he's a small guy either, you know? And, you know, he's like, oh, well, they said he's been working out, you know, all offseason, six days a week. And it's like, okay, there's a difference between working out and playing NBA basketball. So just pump the brakes a little bit on DeMarcus Cousins. People just really got to be patient. NBA championships aren't won in November and December. Nope. They're won in May, June, and July. I'll tell you what also contributes, and I've been waiting to say this. I was gonna, I was gonna try to wait until like halfway through the year, but apparently people don't get the message. Do you know what people don't take into consideration when we bring in these free agents? You know, Bobby Portis before he came here, he was kind of looked at as a head case too. Look mm-hmm. at him in Chicago. Look at him in New York. New York neither yep. worked, and he was, a, he was, a, he was a hardworking guy that got rebounds and shot threes, and it wasn't working for him. He, he comes threes here that much. Oh, he, right, he right. He really bit, but he Definitely, yeah. Once he started working with the lethal shooter people, then he then he got nuts. Yeah. But the word I want to say is culture. The culture that the Milwaukee Bucks built through all the losing years with Chris Middleton and Giannis, that is what you have to look at. It's the same thing with the Brewers. The Brewers have built a winning culture. That's the Packers. Badgers. That's the Packers. All these teams, if you can't rely on your culture, you know, uh, Steve Kerr just commented on this a couple days ago about the Warriors, about their culture, mm. how they had a rough year and they did a rebuild. That's the same thing with the Patriots. You should have known they were going to come back right away. Mm-hmm. They've, they've had the same winning culture for 25 years. Bill has the same mindset every single day. You know, it was pretty crazy to see him hug uh, one of his assistants, but if you didn't know, that is his son who he hugged on the sidelines. Um, so that's probably why he was smiling. But, you know, Bill's been the same guy over in New England forever. You know, you build that culture, that's what you rely on. Giannis or no Giannis, the Bucks know their jobs, they know their roles. Bud is going to put them in position, and if you execute the game plan, then we should win a ton of games and be competing for a title. That's how this works. DeMarcus Cousins is going to be just fine. I just hope and pray that he doesn't get hurt again because he could be a really, really big piece when and if we get Brooke Lopez back, yeah. imagine both of them on the floor at the same time, <laughs> dude. All right, let me just throw this out there. Let me just let me just throw this out there. All right, just just really quick, just level with me. This is me playing. This is me playing the basketball version of Madden. Let me just okay. say, two K. Just, just let's let's just say a lineup of Giannis, Middleton, Bobby Portis, Demarcus Cousins, and Brooke Lopez. That's absolutely massive. <laughs> massive. You can use Bobby as the three because he can stretch the floor and he can shoot the three. But all of them can shoot the three except Cousins, really. But <laughs> well, I mean, he's sh- the corner three. I he mean, can, he can shoot a three. But you you can really take him and kind of put him in the the floater area on the baseline if you really you can, want yeah. to. Or you can put him at the you know you can put him at the free throw line and have a and you run a high you know a he's high like, low. Man, I said that when he first got here. I said that's on the show. I said. And mm-hmm. he, he's a great free throw shooter, and he he causes a lot of fouls. Really, just say the yes, James. I said the basketball version of Madden because when people say you know you're playing Madden by saying you know put this guy here here here. Um, Ron, we did talk about Jair Alexander. We said he's practicing this week. Um, we don't. He's I'm 99 sure he's not going to play this week, but we are looking for him to come back in the Baltimore game. Um, Although I will be at the game, so I wouldn't be upset if he played. <laughs> I'd be a little, I'd be a little concerned. I wouldn't be upset. Yeah. I'd be concerned. I think um, concerned. Yeah. But yes, James, I said the basketball version of Madden because people say playing Madden as you know, it's not, 
know, Madden where you can plug and play, whatever. Right, um, and I tried to correct him. I said 2K. So, yeah, but on 2K, everybody 2K. plays if they're my player. They don't play as teams. So, um, that's, that's very true. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways. Um, hey, Ron, if you have any other questions, man, just shoot them. We'll answer them. We can backtrack <laughs> a little bit. <clears throat> so, you know, as a, a good transition, you talking about DeMarcus Cousins passing, he had a really, really nice backdoor pass. That's why I said using DeMarcus Cousins at the free throw line. He caught a pass at the free throw line, Thanasis cut back door, and threw down a nasty left-handed dunk. Thanasty? Yes, <laughs> and he filled, he filled in nicely. Um, you know, this is the second game in a row that Giannis didn't play. Uh, George Hill and Grayson Allen didn't play in this game. But Thanasis came in, threw down a couple nice dunks, and had 10 points. So I don't know what else you want to say about the Miami Heat game. Oh, I got some things to say about this Miami game. They beat the brakes off us the first game. So this game, there was no Giannis, no Bam, and no Butler. So this game was a little bit different. But They're going to be without Bam for four to six weeks, I think I saw. I know. They, it's a they, they might end up in a position where at the end of the year, they're kind of fighting, and they might end up in the playing games now. That's really yeah. how I feel. They might they might drop a ton of games. Uh, he said when or, or Ron, sorry. Ron asked a question. He said when or if – can we expect Z Smith back? So we uh, Tyler answered that earlier. Uh, we didn't hear any other additional news on Z. We only have that cryptic uh, Instagram post that he said where it's about that time. So I would assume uh, either uh, after the Bears game, like early next week, we'll probably hear more on Zadarius. The other thing that was said was LaFleur and the team doctors agreed that he should play two games before the playoffs. So yeah. At the last, at the very latest, I would say the Minnesota game. Yeah, so if he's not back by the Minnesota game, don't think he's going to be coming back this year. But it's not like they really need him. He would be nice, I'm not going to lie, to have a third elite pass rusher because I think Smith, Preston's played very well this year, and obviously mm-hmm. Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary, I know not a lot of people are big fans of pro football focus, and I'm not as well, but they actually rated Rashawn Gary as our best defensive player on our team this year. So that's kind of something hmm. to, to take take away if you want but z would be nice not that we really need him uh we got a question from james he said are you ready for the rematch on christmas day uh james i don't think you're ready for the rematch on christmas day buddy so i'm gonna leave it at that this miami and bucks game i'm gonna get back to i wrote down four players i wrote down i always write down chris and drew and then bobby and most of the time i write down pat i write down their stats right so middleton had 22 6 and 9 Drew Holiday had 16, 5, and 7. Bobby had 19.16 rebounds. Massive game. Three assists. And Pat Connaughton had 23 points, four rebounds, one assist. So I was like, damn, man, these guys are going crazy, right? So Yeah, they did. <laughs> I wrote down all their combined stats, right? So combined, they shot 30 of 60. It's pretty good. They made 14 out of 33 three-pointers. Because, you know, Pat Connaughton decided to make seven of them in this game. So total for points, rebounds, assists, they had 80 points, 31 rebounds, and 20 assists. That was our big four. That's absolutely <laughs> massive. They, they grabbed 31 of the Bucks' 57 rebounds. The Bucks have been amazing at rebounding um, these last couple of weeks. They had 32 assists in this game and 14 turnovers. I mean, the Heat had 29 assists and only 14 turnovers as well, but... The rebounding, the Heat only had 39 rebounds to 57. Yep. We 
pounded them on the board. Dude, 19 offensive rebounds. Yeah. Oh, no. 26 oh, second chance points. Yeah, and then uh, just absolutely just insane stuff. The Bucks really brought it to the heat. <coughs> so I was I was really happy that we pounded them without Giannis because I wanted to get them back for that game that they beat us where they were acting like it was game six of the NBA mm-hmm. Finals. But, uh, yeah, a great game. Um, Ron asked again, is he coming back next week? Uh, like we said, there's really no That's confirmation. Next so Next year, next year. Oh, next year? Next year? Oof. That might be that might be an off season question. We're going to have to see what the Packers do with their cap space. Well, off-season. we got to re-sign Devontae. The Jair doesn't need to be re-signed, but they want to extend him. I mean, we'll, we'll have to the, see what, the what they can do with the cap. Up. It's cap's that's going tough. up like twenty four million. So we'll see. what I know, happens, but the the it's first be, pillar that yeah. the first pillar that has to fall is Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I'm is Devontae. So once Aaron Rodgers, you know, commits or decommits, um, then I guess we'll have to go after Devontae. Yeah, and I, that's more Rogers of an off season question, I think, is the Darius Smith. Yeah, well, well, that's a that's a wait till we see. There's a lot to unpack with that. And with the with the Packers, we had this discussion a little bit. Is the Packers are looking more forward to the postseason than the off season? So mm-hmm. not all teams can say that, especially not in our yeah. division. Well, definitely not the Bears. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <clears throat> So, P.J. Tucker got his ring during this game. Wesley yep. Matthews had his first game back with the Bucks, um, And that's where Jake talks about culture. You bring in guys that are familiar with the culture. Obviously, yep. Jake mentioned Chris and Drew, or Chris and uh, Giannis being here for a long time. Um, and then you bring back George Hill and Wesley Matthews, who are familiar with the culture. Thanasis has been here for three years now, I think. Um, Pat, Col- Pat Connaughton's been here for three years now. I mean, you know, or four years, I think. Pat Connaughton's been here for four years. Yeah, because he signed a two-year deal, and now he's on the second year of his three-year deal. So Pat Connors has been here for four years. So these, this, you know, this is a culture thing. It's you know, there's nothing, nothing to think that guys can't come here and contribute and all their roles. That being said, Demarcus Cousins played this game. He had 11 points in addition to everything that Jake mentioned. And I told you we were going to talk about Pat Connors and three-point shooting again because he, you know, he missed that one in the corner that could have won them the Toronto game, and then he came back and shot seven for 13 on threes. That's nuts. That's Pat Connaughton, baby. I love Pat Connaughton. I love mm-hmm. you know, he is oh my he is so awesome for this team. And he's he's a he's just a great guy. Like he's awesome. I love Pat Connaughton. Um uh Javante Smart made his NBA debut in this game. Um mm-hmm. threw in eight points. I mean it looked good, honestly. And he plays tough defense and he he's he's ready. He's ready to play defense, he's ready to contribute any way he can. So um, that's good for him. And then you mentioned that Sandro had a good game against the, uh, the Toronto, and then he was rewarded with his first start. So, um, you know, guys are getting opportunities while guys are hurt. Uh, Brooke Lopez says he has a target date in mind, but didn't reveal what it was. So Brooke knows when he's looking at coming back. So hopefully it's before the end of the year. And, you know, Jake and I talked about it, you know, that Christmas was going to be, you know, around the time when we were going to do some evaluations with the Bucks. So, um I think we're still going to stick with that. Um, with this game, uh, Max Struess put in 25 points for Miami. He was, he was giving it all. And then uh, Tyler Hero, who's been a, a story for a potential six-man-of-the-year consideration, uh, he was only four for 17, one for six on threes. So he was kept in check, which is good. Um, I mentioned Cousins showing off his passing. And then, you know, the rebounding was really, 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 really big for this game. 
Um, Bobby Portis. I mean, you just can't say enough good things about Bobby Portis. You really can't. It's yeah. He took a discount to stay here. He probably could have got double what the Bucks are giving him this year to stay in a position where you know he's embraced by the fans and he's got a chance to win another title. I mean, you look at this team, man. They're they're not talked about as much as they really should be. If you really think about it, I mean, people are still talking about the Lakers because they're big market. Still talking about the Nets. People bring up Phoenix all the time. People bring up the Warriors all the time. Uh-huh. I mean, nobody's really talking about the Bucks, and that's kind of the way that I want it to stay until playoffs come around. Then the, then they'll start mentioning the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, before we start talking about this Cavs game, I want to tell you some some stats. I got four stats. Right. I got I got I got a uh, four things here to tell you. So <laughs> since November seventeenth. That's when people were laughing at the Bucks. Hmm. Oh, they're they're fake champions, blah, 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 right? I was hearing it all. Wins and losses since November 17th were tied for first, the most wins. Tied for the most wins. Rebounding per game were tied for first. Most rebounds per game since November 17th. They brought the physicality back. That That is probably a lot of credit to Bobby Portis, I want to say. I'm not going to lie. Bobby Portis has been awesome for the last couple weeks. Um, opponent points per game, we are second in the NBA since November 17th. So the defense is back. And the pace. Pace is very important. It's a big stat in the NBA. You know, pushing the pace, getting easy buckets. That's, the Bucks are third in the NBA. That's the a big deal because when you talk 17th. about the the Hornets game, they lost that or they won that game, but they shot worse field goals and three-pointers and free throw percentage. They made more free throws, but they shot a worse percentage. So when you talk about pace – and getting more shots, that's how you win games, yep. even when you shoot poorly. Yep. Um, pace was actually something I was going to bring up when we talked Badgers basketball. But when I saw this stat, I was like, I got to bring it up, man. That's, yeah, yeah, Badgers pace basketball. Is pace is such an important thing. You know, pace is something that you, you, when you bring up in football, you kind of want it to be slower in, in some instances because you want to grind out. <laughs> in basketball, you want a faster pace. Yep. You know, you want to you get easy buckets and stuff like that, like I said. So, um, those are all just kind of interesting. I found those earlier, and I was just kind of like, you know, pe- you know, Bulls fans were like, oh, you're 10th in the East right now. I'm like, dude, we're like 11 games in. Shut mm-hmm. up. <laughs> you sound yeah. like a moron. And the Bulls right are now. like, oh, yeah, we beat the Magic twice and the Pelicans twice, and we beat the Raptors. and, and Yeah. We beat, you know. And then, and, then, and then we beat the Nets, even though they're, like, terrible on defense right now. And KD's playing 45 minutes per game. Oh, we beat the Knicks. Oh, cool. Yeah, congratulations. You beat, like, six horrible teams, and you beat four of them twice. Yeah, for real, dude. It's whatever. I am going to really enjoy when we absolutely dude, the, spank the, them. Yeah, the Bucks are going to destroy the Bulls, as long as they're healthy and everybody's playing. Yeah, um, that that's definitely going to be one of those, like, kind of measuring stick games for the Bulls. And the Bucks are going to be like, <laughs> Still your daddy, baby. Yeah, the the measuring stick's a little short on the Chicago side. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this Cavs game, and then I want to talk about a couple things. Okay, so uh, Bucks Cavs, uh, Bucks won this game. Uh, Cavaliers are. Uh, I'll be there. Hey, I was actually looking into tickets at that game, Tim. I'm still. I'm still. I I want to go to one game with my stepson because that's kind of a thing I want to do with him, like a tradition. So. I'm I'm still thinking about that game or the Warriors game when Steph Curry comes to town. I'm looking at tickets, Ooh. but yeah, those ones are those ones. those ones are expensive. Italian? Oh, expensive! I thought expensive. you were. Expensive. Yeah, you can't you can't see me moving. <laughs> so 
No, all I saw was this. I'm like, what, they're Italian? Well, I mean, they are a very nice, I would say. Uh, the ca- like, like I was saying here. This was Gian- uh, this was on Giannis's birthday, his 27th birthday. He had 27 uh, points on his 27th birthday. You sit- Tim's sister is a Bulls fan since Jordan. Oh, God. That sounds that sounds exhaustingly annoying. No offense. <laughs> I've been a fan since Michael Jordan. Yeah, well, what'd you do since Michael Jordan? We had a good year with Derrick Rose. Mm. Good job. Anyways, back to the Cavaliers. Uh, the Cavaliers have been pretty surprising, actually. Um, they have a, a rookie from USC, Evan uh, Mobley. Mm. That kid's gonna be pretty good. That's Catino Mobley's son, isn't it? Uh, I don't. I don't know the history. I'm not gonna say yes or no. Um, you, you talk. I'll look it up. Uh, you looked that up. Um, he's pretty good. He's long. He's actually pretty agile. Um, and he's a good rebounder, good finisher. He's got a nice little touch. Once once you get his usage rate up and him used to taking the banging of an NBA game every two days, solid. I like that he blocks shots too. Um, I just want to give a little bit of love to a draft pick by the Caps. But anyways, Giannis had 27 points on his 27th birthday. In 27 minutes of game time. Nice. That is awesome. That is awesome. He had 27, 12, and 5. He was 3 of 3 on three-pointers, so I thought that was pretty sick. Uh, also yeah. kind of weird since Chris Middleton was 0 of 4 on threes. So Chris Middleton takes the collar, you know, baseball term, and Giannis goes 3 for 3. What the heck is going on around here? I don't know. Uh, Giannis was probably talking trash, saying he was going to catch Middleton in three-pointers after the game. I can't imagine the conversation, but <laughs> – uh, That'd Drew be Holiday. Oh my God, Giannis has got to be hilarious. Um, <laughs> Drew Holiday also had a good game. Twenty point seven rebounds, eight assists. I love Two Holiday's steals. all around game. Yeah, he 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 does everything. He plays defense. He rebounds the ball. He passes. He scores. He does. He's everything. hitting his threes better this year too, which is oh, something we talked about last year. Hundred percent. Uh, Bobby had a good game. Back to back sixteen rebound games. And Pat Connaughton took four shots, all of them three pointers, and he made three of them. So. That's all you need to know from Pat Connaughton. That's what we need. You you go over there, you run around really a lot on defense, and you hit threes, okay? That's all we need. And that's what he did. And like I said, the Cavs have actually been a surprising team, so this was actually a pretty good win for the Bucks at home. Uh, Giannis's first game back after missing the last two, so it was a nice little win, I thought. So Giannis was also 6-7 on threes in this or free throws in this game. Um, yep. Middleton added in eight assists, something I thought was – Smart by the Cavaliers was putting Lowry Markinen on Chris Middleton. Um, you could tell it kind of disrupted his flow, having a guy who was bigger than him guarding him. Um, he hasn't really dealt with that a whole lot, so that was you know, credit to you know Cleveland's coaching staff for for putting Lowry Markinen on Chris Middleton because it uh, it was effective for a little while. I mean, Middleton still got his, but um, <clears throat> Bucks on a 7-0 run to start the second quarter kind of pulled away. And then they let Cleveland back into it. But then Bobby Portis and his 10 points and 16 rebounds, so you have back-to-back 16 rebound games. <clears throat> uh, Seti Ozman took a three, would have given Cleveland the lead. Bobby Portis grabs the rebound, gets it to Chris Middleton, gets it to Drew Holiday, knocks down a three, makes it a five-point game, and the game never gets within five for the rest of the game. So they, they let Cleveland back into it, but then they shut it down. So... Yep. <clears throat> For me, looking at Cleveland, they're they're a scrappy young team and Kevin Love. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. Well, <laughs> and they got uh, who's that 
point guard they got. He played for the Timberwolves and the Suns and shit. Oh, Ricky Rubio? Yeah, he's, he's been in the league at like 14, so he's you know, he's still relatively young. He was <laughs> playing for a Team Spain when he was like 16 years old in the Olympics. I remember no, I know, I know. I remember that too. <clears throat> he came into the league at 14. And then, <laughs> and then dumb Minnesota drafts him over Steph Curry. Yeah, then they they drafted they drafted and, Johnny Flynn over somebody and Johnny too. Flynn. Yeah, they drafted back to back point guards. Neither of them named Steph Curry. <sighs> Who did they draft instead of Johnny Flynn? Uh, no, they they took. Dra- I know. Who did they? Who did they miss out on? It was Curry. <sighs> they drafted Rubio and Johnny Flynn in the same year. Yes, back to back picks too. It was like pick five and six or whatever. They drafted two. Two point guards, dead Yikes. serious, and they drafted both the point guards. The two point guards that got drafted over yeah, Curry. I mean, in all fairness, Curry had like ankle issues coming out of college, so a lot of people thought his ankles weren't going to hold up. And uh, I know, I but mean, Johnny Flynn. That's was the same like, reason he didn't end up on the Bucks. The Bucks almost traded Andrew Bogut and Stephen Jackson to the Warriors for Stephen Curry. That almost yeah, happened. That would have been crazy. Imagine him and Giannis. Dude, that'd be insane. But Curry had bad ankles, so the Bucks didn't want to pull the trigger on yeah. him. <clears throat> so, you already mentioned that the Bucks are still undefeated with the big three. The other stat that I have, and this is this is kind of comes full circle to the Bulls. <clears throat> Coach Bud been coaching the Bucks since 2018. The Bucks in that stretch are 43 and four against the Central Division. Holy camoly! <laughs> So that's the Bulls, the Pistons, the Pacers, and the Cavaliers. I mean, we know that the Bucks own the Pistons. They're like 18 and 0 against the Pistons in in Budenholzer's coaching, but 43 and 4 in the Central Division since Budenholzer took over. <clears throat> that's insanity, bro. <laughs> insanity. All right. Um, so the Bucks play the Heat tonight. Uh, they play the Rockets on Friday. They play the Knicks on Sunday. They play at 11 a.m. on Sunday, which is weird. But So that game will be over before the Packer game. And then they play Monday. They get a rematch against Boston. So, um, you know, hopefully Giannis plays that game. I mean, none of the big three actually – yeah, none of, I don't think any of the big three played the first time they played Boston, did they? Um, <laughs> Holiday did. Holiday okay. did. Because I remember he, st- <clears throat> he started like 0 of 10 – from three. Oh, Remember that's that? right. He was really bad on threes, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So anything else you want to say about the Bucks? Nah, man. They're just gonna they're gonna keep winning. They're gonna keep not getting talked about, and then they're gonna end up in the Eastern Conference Finals, and everybody's gonna be like, Oh my god, the Bucks are still good. Mm, yeah, shocking. Oh, shocking. Alright. Um hopefully George Hill is back. He's been dealing with um I guess on knee. Um, so a couple things that I want to talk about. I like, I like G. <clears throat> Wesley Matthews, since he's been back, he's two of five on threes and he's plus nine. So, you know, not asking, they're not asking for 2018 Wesley Matthews who started 67 games. That's not what they're looking for. Um, he's really going to be a reserve. He's going to come in, play some tough defense, um, and, you know, just shoot some threes. So he's kind of going to play the Dante role a little bit. Um, and you know, Dante got assigned to the herd, so Dante's going to get some rehab, which is what he's doing there. I saw people questioning if Dante going to the herd was because he was going to um, 
be used as trade bait. It's like, he's no, he's not going to the herd for trade bait. He's going to the herd for rehab. <clears throat> and the yeah. last thing, <laughs> like the last hurt. thing, <laughs> yeah. The last thing that I want to say, how do you feel about Rodney Hood? Because at this point, I'm willing to just cut him. What did I tell? What did I tell you a couple weeks ago? I hate that guy. He's literally useless. He's useless, dude. He's terrible. And oh, who the hell was I talking about? I think I was talking about Grayson Allen. I was having a conversation with somebody. I was playing the Xbox. I was actually playing the new Halo, and I was talking to Alex and Jason. Uh, these are a couple of our buddies, and I was like. Can we just take Rodney Hood's body and put it on Grayson Allen? And take his skill set and put it on Rodney Hood? Dude, Rodney Hood's got an NBA body. He's long. He runs smooth. Like, he can get to the rim. But, like, Grayson Allen is, like, actually good at basketball. So, like, there's the difference. I absolutely – Rodney Hood is useless. He's useless, dude. I would let him shoot any three-pointer. Like, when the when the Bucks get in one of those scenarios where they're moving the ball and the defense is running in the – Everybody's touching it. I wouldn't even run out to Rodney Hood. I could guard him right now. He's That's terrible. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be willing to give Thanasis Rodney Hood's minutes because oh, hundred you know, percent. At least you're 100%. getting that hundred and fifty percent energy on the defensive end. So yeah, you're you're getting a guy that's going to dive out of bounds and and switch and, and talk you know, give and, you tons of energy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That's so and, <clears throat> now the other thing we talked about it a little bit last week was John Wall. And people are questioning, you know, who are you going to get rid of to to sign John Wall if he gets bought out? And it's it's easily Rodney Hood. Um, the other thing with that is Jordan Wara was also sent down to the herd. I don't know if he's going to be called back up or not. But um, something we need to talk about with Jordan Wara is he's still a prospect. And don't let summer league and preseason get you all hyped up and all excited. No, oh, Jordan Wara is the next Chris Middleton. He's still a prospect. He's got that. He's got that skill set, but it still needs to develop. And the other thing he needs to do is stop turning the ball over. Okay. So the one thing I'm going to say is he's got that ceiling. I think that's the yes. word you were looking for. He's yes. got that Chris Middleton ceiling. Yes. He does not have that Chris Middleton game yet. It took a while for Chris Middleton to turn into Chris Middleton. Let's be honest. There was a lot of years where we were bad, and Middleton was turning the ball over. He didn't have the the passing ability that he has. Didn't have the handles that he has now. He wasn't able to handle the pick and roll as well. You know, you've got to yeah. you've got to dribble in traffic like that with long arms, and these guys have fingers that are twice as long he's, as my fingers. I mean, you know? he's so, the, passing too. Yeah, and that I you know I mentioned that he's his ability. He's really improved in a lot of areas. Defense, he's really improved. He's yes. always been a shooter. That's the same thing with Noir. Noir is a shooter right now. We want mm-hmm. him to be a basketball player. Yes. Okay. We're not trying to sign specialists. Specialists play on the bench, but I would eventually like to see Noir as a starter. You know, they're yep. investing the time in him where yes. I think that's what he's going to end up being. Um, I would just like to say that it feels good. Um, I'm not cheering for his downfall, but you know, the entire time when I'm commenting on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, and I'm saying that he's still a prospect, and people are trying to shove down my throat that he needs to start, and he needs to get yes. 25 minutes a game, and it's like. He has one good game. You know, he'll have one good game where he shoots like seven of eight on threes, right? He'll go absolutely berserk. He'll just be out of his mind. And then the next game, he'll shoot one of seven with four turnovers. And his guy will score 15 points. And I'm like, that is why. That's why he's still a prospect. Ups and downs, people. Ups and downs. So, yeah. 
And you know, it's it's bad when he plays like five minutes and has four turnovers. Like that's yeah. And and I like him. I do. I want him. To I succeed. too. I do too. I, I really like his potential. skill set, dude. Yeah. His he's got a he's got a really really nice floater. Oh yeah, he does. And he, his his jumper is butter smooth, <clears throat> baby. And when Boy. that thing goes in, it's beautiful. Yes, I will not lie about that. And he's he's got the size too. I think he's what he's what, six five six six. So you I know, think he's six a, eight. Honestly, six eight. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, he's huge. Uh, I think he's huge. So, yeah, he is Chris Middleton. He just needs to beef up a little. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's, he doesn't really have the mid-range game either. He's pretty much floaters and threes. Um, and he's not – he's not – I mean, he's not bad driving to the rim, but he's not going to get to the rim and dunk on people. Like I said, he's more of that floater guy. Um, but let him go play in the herd. Let him ball out in the herd, build some confidence, and, you know, work on stuff. So – Jordan Moore is still a prospect. <clears throat> All right. Do you want to say anything else about the Bucks before we talk about the Badgers one game? Uh, no, sir. All right. Let's talk about the Badgers. Okay. Um, so do you want me to start with this Badgers-Marquette game, or do you want to go first? Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. <clears throat> you can do more talking this week. Uh, 89 to 76. Uh, it was a little bit of game of runs. Um, one thing that I really noticed that's really sticking out this year is Brad Davison. Uh, we kind of gave him a hard time on this show last year because he was he was just kind of flat out bad for a while there. He didn't shoot the ball well. He wasn't aggressive on defense. He wasn't what we were used to when we saw Brad Davison. But this year, man, it's it's almost like he's been reborn. I mean, he's been an absolute monster. He's had a couple he's- games scoring 20 points. That's pretty crazy. He's averaging almost 16 points per game this year. Uh, what, what were you going to say? He's embracing the veteran leader role with all the young guys. Yep. By himself. Not not like nine players who are 22, 23 years old, you know? It's, it's one voice in the room now. It's not clouded with a bunch of different voices. So that's, that's also a, a big – that was brilliant. That you brought that up, by the way. Um, but Johnny Davis, dude, <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. When you turn on a basketball yeah. game, you're you're looking at number one. This guy scores in so many different ways, and he doesn't have to shoot the three. But he's, he's a three level scorer. He shot one, he made one. Yeah, he's a three level scorer. He shot one, made one, right? But yep. he had a couple layups where it's just like. Wow, bro, the body control on this kid, yeah. you just see the potential. And his draft stock's just like, it's not like this. It's like this. His draft stock is insane right now. He's going to leave. If he keeps playing like that, he's gone because he will be a first-round pick. He's going to be a first-round pick, yep. draft. He's got the body. He's got the dribble now. Um, he Dude, shoots, he hit a nasty he played, he step defense. back. defense. He hit a nasty step yeah, back. He did the Giannis. He's going mug. crazy. Yeah, he, he's going crazy, man. And those jerseys on Saturday were freaking yeah. sick. Love those jerseys, man. Those are nasty. Uh, Chucky Hepburn, though, that kid, man, he's tough. He is fucking tough, dude. I'm not even gonna <laughs> try to not swear, but he's fucking tough. 15 points, two rebounds, six assists. He was a real point guard. Three steals. A real point guard. Who, like he, he, yeah, and he was getting in people's faces, man. I love it, man. 
He'll just get right up there. He's kind of got that little bit of Pat Bev to him where he's kind of like a little annoying. He doesn't have to use his mouth. Yeah. So, where Pat Bev has to talk. Chucky Hepburn is just in your face for 40 straight minutes. And it's just like, love it, man. Uh, he shot two of four and three as well. So that was really nice to see that he can be a three and D guy, finish at the rim. He had a really nice pump fake, waited for the center to go by, and then shot yep. the layup. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. But I want to ask you a question. When's the last time you saw the Patrick score 89? Probably when Frank Dude, Tank and Decker were playing. Where, where we were scoring 55 and 8. Maybe. Um, I remember the days where they were scoring 55 in a game. They scored 55 in the second half, dude. That's crazy. To that's me. that's nice. But uh, The Bulls yeah, just out to a slow start. I'm going to let you let you go. <clears throat> yeah. So um, we talked about Tyler Wall a little bit. They weren't really getting him involved in the post, but they were using Stephen Crowell in the post a lot. So, I mean, Crowell finished with 15 points and eight rebounds, so he had actually had a pretty nice game. Uh, he's really emerging as the, the lead mm-hmm. center. Um I will say Gilmore struggled on defense and on offense. He was out of position a lot. Um, he doesn't really have great size or speed, so I don't foresee him playing tons of minutes. Um, we had Mike on last week. He was talking about maybe Jacoby Neath getting some more minutes. What I wanted to see was the Badgers break their press a little bit faster. Marquette was doing a lot of pressing, full-court press, basically the entire game. I want to see the Badgers break that faster because they got into some positions where they had to take some really tough shots. Brad Davison had to take some really contested threes. And I just wanted to see that press break happen a little faster because every time they were running that press, the Badgers were getting the ball across half court with like 15 to 19 seconds left. Yeah. And, you know, you're you're against a team that normally runs pretty slow pace. That's brilliant to do that. I told you that on Saturday. I was like, oh, yeah, that's we, brilliant. We talked about that. That was a smart move by Shaka Smart. Mm-hmm. Who's born in Madison, by the way. Yeah, if you didn't Wisconsin, know that. Dude, that's, that's a great coaching hire for Marquette. I, that's a oh, fantastic really coaching hire. He's, and culture is going to be a word that gets brought up a lot. He's going to change the culture of that team pretty quickly. Lot, players like Shaka Smart. He's a player's guy. Yeah, so, I mean, you kind of hit the nails on the head. I mean, Johnny Davis, he's the man. Brad Davison is the he's the veteran leader. Chucky Hepburn is the young, uh, scrappy, tough, upstart point guard. And Stephen Crowell is just the guy in the middle. Um, Lynn Bauman hit a really nice crossover in this game, and he hit a jumper. So I'm really hoping that he gets some more opportunity because he's, he's flashing offensively at times. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, you know, you mentioned the 89 points that were scored. There was only nine bench points in this game. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so, and you know, that's with Tyler Wall struggling. Um, so I mean, I the Badgers are up to number 22 in the country, and as long as they keep doing these things, they're gonna they're gonna rise. We did. I just want to continue to kind of give this disclaimer because we. We thought the Badgers were going to get off to a hot start. Our starting conference play, Jake's going to talk about some of the upcoming games. But, um, you know, this team's getting a taste of winning. You know, the Maui Invitational helps. That Houston and St. Mary's, those are going to be signature victories. Um, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, don't be super surprised if the Badgers level out a little bit. Don't don't treat them like the, the Badgers football team where it's like, you know, this guy's not the answer. Fire Greg Gard. Get rid of this guy. Get rid of this guy. Like, just 
give the batters a little bit of time. They're a young team besides Davison. Everybody else is young. Um, and, you know, just give the Badgers a little bit of time to work through some of the tough teams that they're going to play in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, you talk about young team. Chucky Hepburn is the first freshman point guard to start at, for the Badgers since yep. Devin Harris. Devin Harris, that's, yep. that's crazy. And me and you talked about that, you know, when he came over. Like, man, we used to love Devin Harris when we were in high school. Man, like, Devin Harris was the man. And- Dude, we were excited. I was, like, one of the first Badgers that we knew that got drafted. All right. I mean, I mean like, Harris- Michael Finley was out there, but, I mean, we weren't we didn't really, really- – Grow yeah. up with, I and mean, he right. got drafted in like, I think he might have been in the '96 draft. So I was three. Yeah, right. <laughs> we were. Seven, we were so some of the first ones pants. that I remember getting getting drafted. Right. Um. So, do you want me to move on to games that we're going to be playing in the future here? Yeah, unless you have anything else you want to say about the Marquette game, I think we we kind of covered uh, it. So, I mean, Justin. I mean, one last thing is <clears throat> Marquette. I guess uh, their leading scorer, Justin Lewis, he averages 16 points per game. He was held to 14 points. So, I mean, nobody nobody on Marquette really shot well. I'm bummed that Dawson Garcia left because he looked really good for Marquette last year. But, you know, it is what it is. And Theo John is playing with Duke. So, you know, well, stuff happens. Yes. Marquette's going to go through a little tiny little rebuild, I think. But then I think they're going to be put back on the map. They need a Um, a point guard. Yeah, pretty badly. Um, So... The Badgers actually start in nine minutes here. Um, mm. They play Indiana. Um, Indiana, you know, Badgers are on a five-game win streak, if you didn't know that. Oh, no, they're – yeah, they're on a little bit more than a five-game. I forgot to write that down. But Indiana has won four out of the last five. Um, their only loss was in double OT at Syracuse. They lost 112 to 110. Um, that is also Oof. the toughest game that they played this year. Uh, Indiana, you're going to see they're 7-1. You're going to be like, oh, Indiana's kind of good. They played nobody. There's Eastern Michigan. There's this little tiny school. I looked at the logo. I was like, who the f*** is that? <laughs> they've played literally nobody. The only team that they played that I respect is Syracuse. They played at Syracuse. Like I said, they lost that game. So, I mean, they really played nobody. They're still 7-1, and one, I guess. Uh, their best player is Tracy Jackson Davis. Um... He was the leading scorer in six of their eight games. He was the leading rebounder in four of their eight games. And he was their leading assist guy in three of their eight games. So he is a big guy, six foot nine, and he's averaging 21 points, 8.6 rebounds, and 1.9 assists. He's averaging 1.9 assists, and he led them in assists for three games. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the star for us is still Johnny Davis. He's averaging 21, 5, and 2. So, I mean... Johnny's doing his thing, but he's also part of a pretty good team. So now games to look forward to. On Saturday at 11 a.m., the Badgers play against Ohio State at Ohio State. Ohio State is ranked number 21. The Badgers are number 22. That'll be a good game. That'll be a good measuring stick game on the road. I mean, that'll be our first real true road game of the year. So that'll be a a big game for us, I think. Then they play Nicole State. That's a win. They play uh, on the 15th. They play Nicole State. On December 23rd, they play Morgan State. That's also a win. On Wednesday, December 29th, they play Illinois State. That's also a win. And then we finally get to January 3rd. This is the first game in our gauntlet of Big Ten matchups. We play at number one Purdue, which is their first time ever being number one. Congratulations to them. I don't know if they'll be number one at that point. I would assume they will because they're probably not playing a lot of tough games in between there like the Badgers. So 
Wisconsin at Purdue, January 3rd. So that will be a really, really huge game. Purdue is a tough place to play. That gym is, man, I still have memories when I was a little kid of watching them play at Purdue, and it's just a tough place to play, man. Um, Purdue is always pretty good at basketball, so obviously they're number one right now. Uh, that'll be a good game. So the next couple of games, it's really Indiana. They're not nothing special. Um, Ohio State will be tough. You know, they got a couple easy games in between there. And then at Purdue, you know, we start the gauntlet of uh, conference play. So I'm really, really looking forward. This team has a lot of potential. Uh, I'm looking to watch uh, Chucky Hepper and grow, man. He might be my favorite player in the team. And that's uh, – I want to say Johnny Davis because I love that kid, dude. He's he's so smooth. He did that up and under move. He did that dude, one he where had... he stepped through and did a lefty floater. I'm like, oh, my gosh. He had one nasty. where he, like, drove with his left hand across the lane and then finished with his right hand, like – yeah, this, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, dude, he's he's disgusting, dude. I mean, uh, and Brad Davison just got to continue shooting. And what I want to see from Brad Davison, I, I I've criticized him at times. I just want to see him stay engaged when he's not shooting well. Yep, I agree with um, that. So I guess I would say Chucky Hepburn's probably my second favorite player on the team. I I'm so happy for him that he got to start at the beginning of the year when we did our, mm-hmm. our Badger primer. I was hoping he was going to get that opportunity, mm-hmm. and, and I'm glad he has, and he's taking advantage of it. So um, He's playing like he deserves it, so I'm happy for yeah. him. Chucky, oh, my God. I, he's got a great name, first of all. Chucky Hepburn, like, that's a great name. And he's just he's just a dog, dude. Now, I, I love players that just they, they put it out there with they, what you they are. You can see that he loves go, to play when it. he's playing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just – Naturally, I think me and you are the same. We just kind of gravitate towards those kinds of players that just yeah. – they play with heart, man. And he, he's one of those guys, I can already tell. He's, he's a Midwest mm-hmm. guy. He's from Nebraska. So he was Nebraska, you know, bas- Mr. Basketball. So I think he was twice. Yeah, he, I mean, but he's just that guy. I just love watching Chuck Hepburn. He's got that one little piece of hair. It's just different color. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good player. I like him. <laughs> kind All of right, well. over an 18-year-old kid right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you did the same thing with Braylon Allen, and he's only 17, so. I do it. I was pretty right on that one, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway, he actually, uh, he yeah. was named as a, yeah, a, big, a big 10, Big 10 all-freshman team, Braylon Allen was, so. Dude, did you see, oh, my God, I was pissed. So, they did a NCAA, like, all-freshman team, and Braylon Allen wasn't on there. They put the – this is true freshman, which he is. They put the Ohio State true freshman running back on there. I don't remember his name, but I was just like, do you guys understand how disrespectful this is to Braylon Allen? Yeah, He was dude, a 1,000-yard rusher in like seven games. Yeah, dude, and double-digit touchdowns. Like, what the f- – I don't understand. Whatever. They just love them Whatever. from Ohio State, I guess. Uh, apparently yeah, they do. what it is. Well, All anyways, right, well, let's go, go uh, Badgers, go Bucks, and Packers. Yeah, you know, Bucks well, and Badgers. Packers today, isn't but, for a few games, but yeah. Bucks and Badgers. But yeah, uh, keep an eye out on Sunday for or Sunday. Damn it, I got me all confused. I'm talking about the Packers. Keep an eye out on Friday for Wisco Fanatic stats of the week. We've had some fun ones out there, so um, we're gonna keep doing that every Friday, and we'll get some cool stats out there. That's one of the things that we love sharing about on the show is is sharing the cool stats and stuff that we find interesting yeah. and. And sharing that with the people that also find it interesting. So um, our goal is to get to 3,000 followers by the end of the year. Uh, we're right around 2,600 right now. So 
Uh, you can see on the bottom right-hand corner our, our sponsor, Parker John's. We are also doing giveaways. We have $25 gift certificates to Parker John's to give away. So keep sharing the show. Keep interacting with us, and uh, we'll send you one of those gift certificates. If, uh, if you're in the Wisconsin area, we can give you one of those. And, um, you know, keep enjoying the show and, and sharing us so we can keep growing it and, uh, and giving you guys those cool, fun stats that we like to dish out. Yes, sir. I mean, I guess the most important thing is to when you follow us, share our videos, man, and share our memes. I mean, it takes a lot of work for us to find some of these stats sometimes. I won't lie. It takes a little bit of digging for me to find some of this stuff, and it's tough with a baby, but I make it happen. And Tyler's over there with two kids and a dog and a house, and I would say a wife is a responsibility. I don't want anybody to get mad at me, but <laughs> it's yeah, all the men in here that see this video are going to agree with me. Um, and the and the wives are going to be like, well, men are a responsibility too, and I would agree with that. I'm a responsibility for her. But the main point I'm trying to make is share our videos and invite your friends as well. I mean, we want the more the merrier. I love having guys like Ron come in here and, and ask questions. That's really why we're doing this. I want to answer yeah. questions. I try very hard to find all the stats that I can, all the information I can, so I can answer your, your stuff that if maybe you didn't see something. So share and invite, share and invite. That's what I would say. Yeah, and and more people we can get in on the fun, the better, and that's that's what we're doing. We're having fun, so we like yes, talking sir. about sports, and that's what we want to do. Just, just talk about sports. So, dude, we used to sing that one song all the time. I like sports, so and I don't Island. care who knows. <laughs> the Lonely Island song. <laughs> yes, dude, dude. I remember singing that in the hallways, keel high, baby. Oh man, good old days, man. Oh, uh, that's funny. That's good stuff. Yeah, I'll, you were used to singing it like every day. I swear to God, on every day. <laughs> I'll never forget you singing it. But yeah. Anyways, share and invite. Uh, go Badgers. Go Bucks. And uh, watch out for those stats, like Tyler said, man. All right. I'll talk to you soon, then, bud. All right. Hey, get better, buddy. I'll try. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.